following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance. This is JC Delatory, head writer and creator of Continuum Force. This show is about a military team of time travelers who discover that aliens are going into our past and changing key events to modify the course of human history. Their job is to defend our fabric of reality from this threat and restore the timeline. The sample episode we're providing is episode 9, Wheel in the Sky. In an attempt to learn more about the alien threat, the team decides to investigate the biblical and apocryphal accounts of the prophet Ezekiel and his fiery wheel in the sky. The episode is written by Dr. Scott Bigay, produced, directed, and edited by myself and Rita Delatore, and stars Marcus Sally as Connor Dannard and special guest star Pete Lutz as Ezekiel. We hope you enjoy Wheel in the Sky from Continuum Force. This is the Transmissions from Atlantis Entertainment Network. Expand your wonder. Strike your colors, you brazen winch. Does this be brazen winch productions? Arr! An elite force of time travelers discover a terrible truth. The chronicles we've known may not be our past. It could have been altered, our memories changed, and history itself set on a different path. They investigate these anomalies, traveling to different periods of our ancient past to stop a malevolent enemy trying to write a new chapter in humanity's story. They are our only defense, heroes of ages ago, today, and the future. They are the Continuum Force. And this is Chapter 9, Wheel in the Sky. Senate Subcommittee Mission Log Audio Version. Senators, please remember this recording is classified top secret, Mobius, and the contents should not be removed from these secure chambers. No recording devices, cell phones, or other copying devices are permitted while this audio is playing. Upon completion, Please return the container of the recording to the courier. Transcripts provided are for your eyes only. Mission 208B, 734, Wheel in the Sky. The following is recorded from the Continuum Base, Monstrum Air Force Base, Montana. Why do you have to be so stubborn? Why do you have to be so dim-witted? Just because you're the Tanakh scholar. Dr. Alala, good to see you. Dr. Scherzberg, everything okay in here? Fine. Why do you ask? It seemed there was a disagreement going on. Yes, and you've arrived just in time to help us settle it. By settle it, you mean... Tell my husband that he's a moron. Uh, it's one of those days. You know, I'm feeling a bit ill. I'll come back later. This will only take a minute. We were just debating Ezekiel's wheel. Ezekiel? 
As in, from the Bible? From the Tanakh, yes. The first vision that God gives to Ezekiel includes a description of a wheel inside a wheel. It's clearly a description of a flying machine of some sort. For years, many have theorized that it could be a UFO sighting. Which is ridiculous. I would have agreed with that until we came here. Now I'm beginning to believe that Ezekiel was actually describing one of the bogeys in his vision. You think they traveled that far back in time? I think nothing of the sort. It makes perfect sense. Western culture would be radically different without the rise of Christianity, which was rooted in Jewish beliefs. Your father made it clear that the downfall of the United States, as it currently exists, is one of their chief goals. Wait, the vision of the wheels, is that new? Is that a change from the established canon? The passage described has not been altered. Wheel is in the original version. Blasted computer! How many times do I have to tell you not to spy on me? I was not spying on you. I was spying on Dr. Osumara. If I ever get my hands on that mainframe, we'll all be in a lot of trouble. Doctors, as much as I'd like to spend all day discussing historical conspiracies and UFO sightings, I must go. Dr. Alala, did you come to see us for a reason? Yes, but for the life of me, I can't remember what it was. Okay, we're here because Dr. Scherzberg thinks he's found a potential bogey sighting. It's a bit of a stretch, but he thinks it's worth investigating, and at this point, we really can't rule anything out. When and where? 580 BC, Babylon. What on earth? How do we even know about something that far back? It's in the Bible and the Hebrew texts. The prophet Ezekiel described a flying chariot and a wheel within a wheel. I think I've heard people mention that as an early UFO sighting. Of course, the speculation has been just that. Speculation. Well, it's time to find out the truth, if we can. I know it's a long shot, but if the bogeys are going that far back into our timeline, who knows what they might impact. Yeah, maybe they'll keep Atlantis from being destroyed. Wouldn't that be a kick in the pants? Oh, please. Only one far-fetched theory a day, please. I've reached my limit. What about the no religious figures rule? It's why we haven't gone to see Jesus, Moses, etc. Ezekiel's pretty important figure in several religions. Yes, I'm aware. It's a concern, of course. This mission will have an even higher top secret clearance than usual. Is that even possible? If Eli thinks we should go, then I'm all for it. What does Sharon think? <laughs> One guess. The day we should worry is the day those two agree on something. I'm pretty sure we're safe in that area. All right, that's enough chatter. Prep for wheels up in 30. Dr. Scherzberg is already on the ship, waiting for the rest of us. Yes, sir. Doc, what exactly do you mean Russian roulette? It's not like our recorded history. We know the month and the day that Ezekiel claimed to have his first vision. He also referenced a year, 30th. It's likely it's a reference to his age. If that's the case, then we should be here at the right time. If. That's just great. 30th could have referenced other things too. Shran did her best to date the events. We're 98% confident we have the year right. Great. 
That makes me feel loads better. And it's not like we aren't gonna stick out like sore thumbs. We'll be a bunch of crazy strangers running around in the desert. Actually, if I'm not mistaken, we're here while the Hanging Gardens of Babylon, one of the ancient wonders, exist. It was a remarkable feat of engineering, and I wouldn't mind getting a look at them. I mean, how often do you get the opportunity to view an ancient engineering marvel? So I don't think we're going to be wandering around the desert. Well, it's certainly a desert these days. Tell him, Doc, about the gardens we're going to get to see. Actually? Got the chatter. It's now or never. Never. Not an option. Ready to jump in three, two, one. Here in Kenya, that's when the message came through and Prince Philip had to break the news. It was at that point they headed back to Britain and for her to take up her role as Queen of England. So first of all, let me assert my firm belief that the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. When we let it ring from every village and every hamlet, from every state and every city, we will be able to speed up that day when all of God's children, black men and white men, Jews and Gentiles, Protestants and Catholics, will be able to join hands and sing in the words of the old Negro spiritual, free at last, free at last, thank God Almighty, we are free at last. Mission Audio Log 34-2, commencing. Touchdown. Cloak engaged. I'm seeing an awful lot of desert. We're facing away from the river we're using as a landmark. Scanning protocol functioning. Da. Lieutenant Colonel, I am ready to go home now. Sally, we just got here. We can't leave yet. Dr. Schoesberg, I don't like being here. What did you just say? I want to go home. Doc, what's happening? I'm not sure. Sally, can you please explain? Something is scanning me. What? Who? Sally, what are you talking about? Otiets, Pujolsta, take me dom. What was that? It's, it sounds like she's speaking in Russian. I know that. What did she say? And why is she speaking Russian? Is she malfunctioning? I don't think so. I think she's scared. Tell me how a computer can be scared. I don't understand myself, Colonel. She's asking me to take her home. Ace, how long is our connection going to hold? Whoa, we have the strongest string I've ever seen. We're good for 48 hours. Let's not chance that. With a computer having a mental breakdown, I say we don't chance anything. We should get the heck out of Dodge. No offense, Sally. Sally, Mr. Borman said something to you. I'm not speaking to him. Okay, Doc, we've officially got a problem. We're here, though, so let's take a couple of hours and see what we can find. What should we be looking for? The prophet Ezekiel was exiled here. Ideally, we'd like to avoid contact to eliminate the risk of becoming part of his visions. But we do need to see if there's any sign the bogies have visited this place. The vision we're investigating was the first of six he had over a number of years. And since you're unclear on timing... Only 2% unclear. Doc, since you're the only one who even has a shot at finding what or who we're looking for, I think you need to go with us. Niet. Sally, I will return. Niet. 
Shiran has a message for you. Shiran? What? She says not to poke your nose in where it doesn't belong. <laughs> Looks like your wife pranked you, but good. She got the rest of us, too. Remind me to thank her when I get back. <sighs> Sally, you really had me worried for a minute. Okay, let's gear up. Buzz, you good being here by yourself? Yeah, me and Sally have some things to discuss. Just don't kill each other before we get back. My money's on the computer. That's one bet I'm not taking. Mission audio log 34-2 commencing. Where do we even begin to look for Ezekiel? Somewhere around here. That sounds like you pretty much have no idea. It's not exactly my era of expertise. Well, it's certainly not any of ours, so you'll have to do for now. Thanks. Sharan said that Ezekiel lived on the banks of the Kebar River in Tel Aviv. You mean Tel Aviv. That city was given its name to honor Ezekiel. So, this river here is the Kebar? Yes, many of the Jews who were forced to leave Judea when it was conquered were settled here. Ezekiel was among them. How many people were exiled here? Give or take about 3,000. And how do you plan to find one man here? We could just ask. He's bound to be known to many here. You must heed my words. I looked, and behold, a whirlwind came out of the north. A great cloud, and a fire enfolding itself, and the brightness was about it. And out of the midst thereof is the color of amber, a fire. Or we could just look for the nearest fire and brimstone preacher. He's a prophet. It's hardly the same thing. And God spoke to me about the destruction of Jerusalem and the hardship upon our people. We must repent and turn to him. Repent! Oh, you're right. Not the same thing at all. It sounds like he already had the first vision. We missed it. Take it from an engineer. That 2% uncertainty will get you every time. We have to talk to him. There must be more he can tell us. Sure, he left it out of the book because he was saving it for his second autobiography. Zeke, book two. <laughs> Actually, I'm pretty sure it would be I and I, I, Ezekiel. Why are you treating this as a joke? This man is revered by hundreds of millions of people. He has a place of honor in three of the world's major religions. Judaism, Christianity, and... Islam. Really? Yes. That should tell you something. All three agreed that this man was a great prophet. Relax, Doc. You sold me. Let's go chat him up. contains information about a recognized historical religious figure. If you choose to avoid having this change your world or religious views, you may want to stop this audio and return it to the courier. Log will continue in three, two, one. My friends, I knew the moment I laid eyes upon you that Yahweh had sent you. How did you know that? He spoke to me in a vision. He said, five messengers were coming to me and that I must greet them as emissaries and offer what knowledge I had to give. 
I am wondering, though, where the fifth is, since not with you. Uh, we left him back at the camels. Ah, you have traveled a great distance, and your mission is secret. I understand. How'd you know we are emissaries? But yet, do not assume that we are angels. <laughs> My friends, I have met angels, and you bear no resemblance. <laughs> now, how may I help you? We understand that God gave you a vision. Yes, that is true. It is not the first, nor shall it be the last. We wanted to ask you specifically about the four chariots in the sky, the wheels that spun inside wheels. So you wish to know more about the alien spacecraft? What did you just say? You just said spacecraft, right? I'm sorry. I assumed that you were aware of the existence of beings from other places. I'm afraid I've shocked you. No, no, we knew. We just didn't know that you knew. I understand. I do tend to be a bit discreet on the subject. Not everyone is aware that Yahweh made many worlds, and we are but one of his mighty works. How do you know about them? Yahweh revealed them to me many years ago, when I was a boy. However, the vision he gave me of them this morning as I slumbered was most distressing. I knew Sharan had the right day. Pardon? Sorry, my wife. She's going to tell me that she was right and I was wrong. It's this thing that we do. All wives live to do this. <laughs> some enjoy it more than others, and some have more practice than others. His wife has a lot of practice. I'll remember you said that. Save it, you two. Ezekiel, please tell us about the ships you saw. They were large. Two round discs spinning one on top of the other. Light emanated from them, and far off, they were silent and seemed like they were only a dream. Up close, they brought noise like thunder. They ripped the air and earth around them into the fiercest of storms. Did they land? No, but I am certain they could. Each of them bore four symbols. A man, an eagle, a lion, and an ox? Just as you say. A crystal dome that glittered brightly covered each of the vessels. They were beautiful, but a cloud billowed forth from each one, and it was deadly, causing everything in its path. To wither. Some kind of weapon? I don't know. This is beyond. This is just beyond. I was bid to look upon these as upon a plague, as those known in Egypt when Moses lived. That doesn't sound good. I'm sorry. I do not mean to trouble you. No, 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 no. We came to hear what you have to tell us. So please continue. There was one more thing that concerns you. I had a vision. A wealthy king owned a magnificent garden. In his kingdom, there was a blind man and a crippled man, both of whom were ill-used. They schemed against the king, and one night the lame man climbed upon the back of the blind man. Together, they went into the garden, and together they were able to rob it of its figs. Neither could get the fruit on his own. It was too high for one man to reach. The blind man couldn't find it, and the lame man could never climb anything to bring it within his grasp. The king, suspecting the truth, later questioned both men. Each pled his innocence, but the king knew the truth. Yahweh revealed that he judges a man's flesh and his soul together since they act as one. That's from the Apocryphon of Ezekiel. What's that? A series of fragmented texts, parts of which are referenced in secondary sources spanning a couple of centuries. that are not part of the established biblical or a bit of canon. English, Doc. I, I, Ezekiel. The unauthorized biography. Got it. So, Ezekiel, your story, or parable, 
I'm guessing we're what, the lame man? We had to stand on the shoulders of others to achieve and therefore haven't earned the power ourselves. We're just thieves. Did you really just sum up every Jurassic Park movie? No. You, my friends, are not the lame man. You are the blind man. Because you cannot see what is right before your eyes. And what is that? The end is coming. And if you are not careful, you yourselves will cause it. On that pleasant note, we should be going. Stay yet a little while. I have something I must show you. What's that? The ships. They are coming back tonight. The next hour has been redacted. The three hours following have been archived as they contain nothing of significant value as they await nightfall. Resume record. Tell me again why I'm in the desert in the middle of the night? This ship's acting all squirrely. That's why Denise is inside checking out the systems, which freed you up to be out here to witness whatever it is we're going to witness. Your experience as an astronaut could give you a unique perspective on what we're about to see. Silence. They're coming. I don't hear anything. Because you are not used to listening. Silence, please. see it, but I don't believe it. That's not one of the bogeys. What is it? It is what you came here to see. I only pray that it is enough to save you when the time comes. Everyone inside, I can't, I can't stop the ship from taking off. Go quickly. How can I ever thank you? Do not thank the messenger for only delivering the message as he was told. Thank instead the one who gave the message. Now hurry. Sally, what are you doing? Everyone, hold on! She's breaking apart! What the? Would someone like to tell me what just happened? Sally, she just went berserk! I told you the computer was heading for a nervous breakdown! Sally, why did you do that? They wanted to hurt me. I've got a bad feeling about this. Sally, that message you gave me from Sharan, did she actually tell you to tell me that? No. Oh, great. Then why did you tell me she had? The colonel has lied to me many times. Whoa, when have I ever lied to you? You told me that you would take care of me. Yeah, every Captain says that to his ship. But you didn't mean it. You would have let them kill me. I couldn't allow that. You couldn't allow... Denise, 
Is this as bad as I think it is? No, Colonel. It's worse. End of file. No known derivation from official timeline occurred. Please return the audio file containment device to the courier upon exiting the secured room. Continuum Force was created by Transmissions from Atlantis Entertainment in association with Brazen Winch Productions. Copyright 2019. All rights reserved. Thank you so much for listening to our show. If you enjoyed it, please remember to rate and review the show in your favorite podcast app. It's so vitally important as it helps others find the show. You can also show your support by joining our Patreon for as little as 25 cents a week you get access to exclusive Patreon content, behind-the-scenes interviews and footage, as well as early delivery of new episodes and access to episodes that won't be released to the public. Visit patreon.com TFA entertainment. In this episode, the part of Connor Dannard was played by Marcus Sally. Buzz Borman was played by J.C. Delatore. Eli was played by Dr. Scott Vigay. Sharon was played by Debbie Vigay. Denise Cox was played by Rita Delatore. CTC Sally was voiced by Calliope Collicott. Ace Barber was played by Jesse Johnson. Usamara Alala was played by Amy Seville. General Shaughnessy was played by Boyd Barrett. Other contributing voices guest starring in this episode included Ezekiel was played by Pete Lutz. This episode was written by Dr. Scott Begay. It was produced, directed, and edited by J.C. and Rita Delatore. For more information on the show, including full cast lists and bios, visit continuumforce.transmissionsforatlantis.com. Follow us on Twitter, at Continuum Force, and join our Facebook group. In addition, if you'd like to interact with Continuum Force fans, join our Discord, hosted by Podcast Junkie. This episode is a work of fiction. Any similarities to the living or dead, past or present, is purely coincidental. Historical figures events are a mixture of real history and fictionalized content. We've included links to the actual historical content we mention within this show. We encourage you to go to your local library and learn more about these events and many other historical figures. For if we don't learn from our history, we're doomed to repeat it. Join us for our next adventure in two weeks.